Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Finding Your Peace. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. As always, I always like to tell you that I'm a psychic. I'm a professional psychic and a medium. I read the Akashic Records, which is past life information, and I uh, do transformational life coaching with the help of A Course in Miracles. But of course, today, as always, in Finding Your Peace, I'm here to share the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, which is an incredible text that he actually uh, gave through a scribe. And you've heard me say this if you tuned in before. If not, welcome. You should look into the Course in Miracles if you're interested in finding not the only way home, but the fastest way home, he said. And what is home? It's coming back to your awareness of yourself as uh, who you really are. You're not the body. You uh, are a son of God, which is uh, lives eternally, is holy, is without sin, hard to believe, but true. We're dreaming the dream of sin, and it's not true. So Course in Miracles is based on radical forgiveness and showing us that there are two thought systems. There's a thought system based on fear and ego, which is not real, because only God is real. And uh, only what God created is real. God created us in his image. We are spirit like him. We are part of the, we are uh, pure awareness and the unmanifest, if you want to say it that way. And everything else that we believe that isn't consistent with that is an illusion. And in truth, we live in an illusion, which is hard for people to get their minds around at first, but it will make more and more sense if you're new to the course or to non-duality, because there are other, there are other forms of non-duality out there. I don't say forms, but other teachers of it. Jesus is sort of considered uh, Western Judeo-Christian language, but there are many masters that are teaching a non-duality. And what that means is we live in a world of duality where everything is good or bad, where we have a judgment. It's one way or the other. And everything is temporary. We think the body is real. We think we're separate from God and each other. And the simple truth is that cannot simply cannot be. You can't be separate from that which created you. So if you want more on that, go back to the earlier podcast. I would say episode one, where I really lay it out, how it came, what it says. Uh, the, the cut to the chase uh, aspect of it is that to heal your mind is the only reason that you're here. And how do you heal your mind? You let go of, well, you see as God sees. So in order to do that, to come to Christ consciousness or spiritual vision, you have to let go of your ego, which is your fear, which is uh, I'm not good enough. They're not good enough. Uh, uh, anger, um, a fear of any kind, jealousy, betrayal, abandonment, lack is 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 not true either it's not what god wants for so 
there is a way through radical forgiveness to where you're asked not to believe the, not to uh, forgive the illusion, but to forgive this. So there's nothing to forgive because what's true doesn't need any pardon. And I've said that in a couple of episodes back. So if you're new to uh, my podcast, finding your peace, go back and take a listen because it will become more cohesive as you go. I do restate a lot because repetition generally is the way most people wake up. Certainly I know for me, it's been a process. My story is on episode one. If you're interested at all, I do say I'm a psychic and a medium and I read the Akashic records in every, um, in every show only because the stories that I tell you generally have something to do with guides in them or hearing guidance or other people's stories of guidance or loved ones and spirit guides that came in through mediumship, something about the Akashic records that came up that I had to heal or somebody else's story that they had to heal. That was an opportunity for healing. So I just mentioned that because I've had my gifts all my life. I've been reading professionally for 30 years and coaching. And so uh, I have a, a kind of a different view and, I came to the Course in Miracles with all those bells and whistles, as I always say, and it still wasn't enough to get me home. I, I knew I was on a journey to um, to come to Christ consciousness, but I didn't. And I, I was following spirit. I was following the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, the last episode, number four, is one you might really want to listen to because it will change your life. If you don't know how to connect to your inner teacher, the voice for God, also known as your God self which is that part of you that's never left the source. You're going to want to learn how to do that every day, not just kind of sort of when you need to, but really learn to walk hand in hand and be led, Jesus says, as a child with your hands and heart open. It will make all the difference in the world. Why? Because your God self, which is outside of time space, this experience that we have of time space is in our minds. And each time we learn a lesson, it collapses. And we have a shorter and shorter distance until we can get to the experience of heaven, which is actually within you. That's why he says the kingdom of heaven is within you. So on Finding Your Peace, this show is dedicated to helping you find your issues and share the teachings so that you get closer and closer to that eternal peace, that unconditional love, that and the joy that lasts eternally. Even while you're here, even in the last lifetime, you can accomplish by letting go of your judgment and your preferences and your desires and all these things dying to the world, which sounds heavy, but we're going to talk about that today. Uh, you can accomplish this. And who doesn't want to be happy? I mean, that's the whole reason you've tuned in, right? Even if you're having a great life, you still have loss on some level or you fear it on some level. So today we're talking about um Why you must give up the belief that you must plan. Why you must give up the belief that you must plan. That can be a really big one because (laughs) you're probably thinking, what do you mean? Give up the belief. I have a life, Shelly. I have a business. I have children. I have health issues. I am retired and I need to plan what I'm going to do with my money. I, I mean, it goes on and on and on. We think that. But here's the thing. We're trying to control everything from the small mind, from your little tiny view, our little tiny view of what's really going on. And the truth is, we don't know what's going on because we're confused about why we're here. We are absolutely and utterly confused. So I'm going to tell you uh, that this lesson comes from um, from a, a bigger lesson in, in uh, A Course in Miracles. And uh, I'm looking for it right now. If you're living this way, This is just going to be by, in other words, without planning, you've already seen how spirit 
unfolds your day. And you literally don't have to do much except what is inspired action. You'll be still, you're living in the presence. You're living in the now. You're not dragging the past. You're not dragging the future. You're not living in anticipation. Because when you're anticipating something, that means, or you're hoping for something. And we all want hope, don't we? But hope, I went to a a reader for myself one time. And he had told me the, the time before all these amazing things that were going to happen to me in this lifetime. And it sounded pretty good because I was at a place where I could really use some help. And we didn't get to all of that. And I went back to him a second time when I was really very low. And he said, Angel Michael was the one that came through him. And I, I since I had been a receiver of the angelic realm and the galactic brotherhood and the ascended masters, I could tell it was Angel Michael. And he stepped in behind this gentleman that was reading for me. And he said, forgive yourself and give up hope. It's the mark of the advanced student. And I thought, give up hope. This is why I came a second time. You got to be kidding me. I didn't, I wasn't far enough along to understand that hope keeps us hoping for something that is different than what is going on now. And the difference between that, and that's a trap. And the difference between that and non-duality and going within for your answers is this, and it's huge. You have everything you need within you because the kingdom of God, which is perfect love and eternal life and every answer to everything you could ever need is within you at all times. And you just need to remove the blocks, as Jesus would say, to the awareness of love's presence so that you can tap into it. Do you know that your mind is part of the, the infinite mind of God? And when we get still, and what we're going to talk about this week, about giving up the need to plan, the belief in the need to plan, is going to free you. Because as you will even start this as an experiment, doesn't mean you don't take action. It doesn't mean you don't have things on your calendar. It doesn't mean you don't go to work. It doesn't mean that at all. So I'm going to give you a step-by-step um blow by blow reason why you're going to want to choose to live this way. And then I will share lots of stories, not just mine of uh, how, how do you live in the world and not plan and what's the outcome. And you'll see it's so smooth and it's so miraculous. You're going to be, you're going to want to hop aboard this train. So let me see if I can find in here. uh, The lesson that I wanted to share with you, it's lesson 135 from the workbook. And the actual lesson that this comes out of, in case you have A Course in Miracles book, you can get it from the, um, mine is so dog-eared, I'll just show you what it looks like. It's It's been pummeled, A Course in Miracles. It's three books in one. It's the workbook, 365-day workbook. Uh, and you don't have to do a lesson a day. You don't have to go that fast. This particular lesson about not planning, I was I really needed to learn. I was compelled to study it three, four, five days in a row. And then spirit chose it uh, to share with you today, but uh, it has a manual for teachers. It has a text. And by the time you read it all the way through once, and like you says, you don't have to understand it. You don't even have to like it, but you do have to practice it because in the practicing of these principles that we're sharing today, it reprograms your subconscious is basically it from fear to love. 
And who doesn't want that? Who wants to live a life of fear? And you may think, well, I'm not afraid of anything. But when you think about it, are you trying to protect your money? Are you trying to protect your loved ones? This is based on fear. You're not going to believe it, but it's true. So take a listen. This is from Lesson 135 from the workbook. And I'm just going to read for a minute. I don't mean to be boring and read, but I want you to hear his words, and then I will explain it in my words. And you think about this as as you're listening. Lesson 135 from the workbook, Jesus says, if I defend myself, I am attacked. That's the name of the lesson. If I defend myself, I am attacked. I, let's see here. Who would defend himself unless he thought he were attacked, that the attack were real and that his own defense could save himself? It gives, and he says, and herein lies the folly of defense. It gives illusions full reality and then it tempts to handle them as real. It adds illusion to illusions, thus making correction doubly difficult. We'll talk about that. And it is this you do when you attempt to plan the future, activate the past, or organize the present as you wish. Now, who doesn't do that? Of course, we drag the past. We try to organize the present as we wish. Because our mind says, you know, I'm in charge. And I want this and I want to accomplish that. And, and most of you, probably all of you listening, you know, those, those reasons are fairly good. I mean, you're trying to take care of yourself, your family, your business, other people. Most people are, 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 are kind and generous, really. Don't listen to the tabloids. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of sons of God out here who are good people who, who have God and Jesus at their, their, the core of their being. So, but, but they're filled with judgment and they're filled with their own self-loathing and things like this. And so he says, when you, when you do this, when you uh, attempt to defend yourself in any way, see, it makes you believe that you have to plan for yourself or you won't be taken care of. It automatically signals that you don't believe that God's got a plan for you and it's unfolding perfectly with no need for you because you understand no need for you to, to do much about that because you understand that if you're still, and if you're in the present and I'm living this way and I, I can tell you it's true, what you need will come to you. If you have an answer that you need and it doesn't come right up at, at the, at the moment that you ask Holy spirit for clarity, be alert because it will start to happen or things will have to unfold and a couple days later, or sometimes it takes a while later, you'll say, oh, my God, I never could have seen that unless this, this and this happened. This happened to me these last two weeks. And I'll tell you, spirit is really, <laughs> really wise and really tricky. Every time I uh, am nudged towards what to share with you, my next two weeks between the time I've told you what the uh, thing is going to be about and what the topic will be about and the time that I get here to tell you about it. My two weeks has been filled with that lesson. So I have a lot of things to share with you this week. And interestingly, a lot of people have called me this week and shared their stories that similar things are going on with them, that they are noticing that the more still they get and the more they hold the peace and the presence, the more problems are getting, you know, big problems are getting moved around without them doing anything. And, and when they try to enter in, their plan doesn't work, but the, the plan always comes to the rescue. It's just incredible. So I know you're going to want to want to hear this. Um, 
So when you operate from the belief that you must protect yourself because it must, because whatever's going on, you believe must, must contain uh, a threat. So let's think about that. Ask yourself, do you believe, and almost everybody does, do you believe that you must protect yourself? Do you believe that you have to plan to be in control to take care of yourself? Probably, yeah, right? Probably, yes. Of course, I mean, who, who doesn't think that way? Unless you really are walking in faith every day. And I find in, in my practice, and I've read for a lot of people for a long time, and I can tell you about myself. I mean, <clears throat> for, for years, if you listen to episode one and you hear about my journey, I'm somebody who, who really has walked in faith every moment. And sometimes that's for food and lodging and where I'd be because they took me right down to my shorts. I mean, it's like, you be here now. You be here now and see what's going on through you. You are not in control. You're not, you're not driving. You're not driving. And, and Jesus says, when you lay down your defenses, see what comes up. And I guarantee you, it'll be all your fear. Oh, my God. If I don't plan for that. Oh, my God. I'll tell you. But that's beautiful because that fear is blocking your happiness. That fear is blocking your experience of oneness with God. And the confidence that uh, that you know that things are fine. I uh, was told by my spiritual mentor, and I speak of her often on this podcast, but she really taught me a lot. And I've, I've taught other people this because when when people call me and they're frantic and they need to know and they need to know. Uh, and this is not necessarily in a, I mean, if you call me up for a private reading, I will get the answer for you. But the teaching I would give you is, do you need to know that answer in this moment now? Do you need to know right now? And if the answer is no, then you lay it down because the answer is known. Because remember, we had a tiny mad idea, Jesus said, that we could be separate from God and we forgot to laugh. And in that moment, the big bang happened, huh? Where, where bodies and planets and multi-universes uh, projected from our separated mind, what then became a separated mind and outpictured on a holographic screen. And we point to that and we think it's real, but it's not real. Everything that is external because it is not real. Because and the way you can tell that is is that it's temporary. It doesn't last. The only thing that's real is what God created and its spirit. So that part of you that's real is your spirit. And you are part of the pure awareness, the presence and the unmanifest. Someday when all the sons of God come home and Jesus says it may take millions of years for everybody to wake up and heal their minds. There will be no more universe. You can read about that in a really popular book by Gary Renard, who's a great course teacher, by the way. It's called Disappearance of the Universe, and it'll make sense to you. It's, it's a wonderful book. And if you're studying The Course in Miracles, Gary is hilarious. And he had two ascended masters appear on his couch who happened to be his future selves, which you'll find out later in the book. I'm not spoiling it for you, but you'll see how fascinating this is, because as you heal your mind, you have an issue and you learn a lesson, Holy Spirit, your God self will collapse that lesson. So it doesn't come up again. So what does that do? It saves you time. In other words, instead of living like Jesus says, you can save yourself a thousand years of what? Of the serial dream of birth, living your life, most likely in some level of pain and suffering. Even if you have a good life, there's still loss, there's still fear. 
uh, death, the illusion of death, life in between lifetimes, if you believe in that. And it's just a dream. Even when people come to me in, in, in mediumship and some of the spirit guides are still trapped in the dream. They are. The ascended masters are not because they're like Jesus and they've walked the path. They're they're like what we're doing right now, walking this path until there is no more fear. There's no more judgment. There's no more illusion. And then you can start to see, oh, my God, this is a movie. And I'll share that with you this week. What, what happened with me? I, I've had these experiences for a while now, but it's becoming more and more so like you can just see like you just get on the bus. And like a friend of mine said, a master in the, in the East said, you put your luggage rack on the top and you sit down and you just watch because there's nothing really you know, there's nothing really to do because the illusion isn't real. The only thing that's real is your spirit. And the only thing about that is your love and peace. So that's what you're guarding. You are not here to win the lottery, find your soulmate. These are live your dream. These are things that of your mind that will lead you to the very same thing everybody else is going to be led to rich or poor. You have to let go of your fear, your belief systems that are not about love. You have to let go eventually of your preferences because when you decide that you want what God wants and why wouldn't you, when you realize what God wants for you is what your God self wants for you. You're talking about the one that's reading from the big playbook saying, Hey, I know the way to peace and happiness. Follow this. You don't really want to go in that direction. So when you work with Holy Spirit and your, which is your God self, you realize that you're being led to more peace and happiness because there is, there's no sacrifice when you give up the things of the ego because the ego it promises everything and delivers nothing. But Holy Spirit will lead you to lasting eternal life where there's not a shred of fear, not a shred of doubt. There's safety, there's security. That's I've had divine revelation and there aren't words to express it. It, It's, it's home on steroids. I mean, it's unlike anything we've experienced here because it isn't here. It's the experience of heaven and heaven is not a place. Although Jesus has said, this is not your home. Heaven is a state of being. Remember it's within you even now. So uh give me a second here and i'm gonna i've skipped ahead quite a bit oh you know jesus says so well i said that to say what we experience and what we think of life is like well you know i mean people are born they have experiences some good some not so good they die based on your belief system they reincarnate they go to heaven for good and they stay there And we die, but that's not what we're supposed to be doing. This lesson will show you that when you, he says, Jesus says, when you plan, he said, you are storing up for your defense. In other words, you don't think God's going to take care of you. And so you come up with a plan to do that to take care of yourself. And what that is based on is fear. He said, it's hard to recognize that planning is really uh, a defense. It's, it's, it's really a defense against what? Against fear. Oh my God, if I don't plan, who will take care of me? And what that does is it actually breaks down the body and causes sickness and disease. And that's an incredible 
awareness to have because he said the body is given for a certain amount of time for you to walk through time space and wake up and when you make the body um dance to your tune so to speak and that tune is fear it it the body is not meant for that he said the body exists on its own and this is hard to believe i haven't gotten to this place yet but i i understand the concept he said it doesn't need it's it's impervious to needing uh it's impervious to weather to food to drink to to needing medicine and i'm not advising anybody to to stop their meds that's not it but he's saying these things are magic thinking that you believe in that rather than the fact that you are already a being of light that's a stretch and i know we'll get to that down the road but he said literally you are predicting your own snuffing out if you will of the body by your planning, because you're constantly sending fear to the body. And the body is only here to respond to what God's plan is, not to fear. And, and God's plan does not have fear in it. I think that's huge. And, and you need to think about that for a while. Um, Jesus says your outer experience is a reflection of your inner condition. And there's absolutely no exception to that. And that is very hard. We talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts, two or three. Uh, it's very hard not to see yourself as a victim and things happening to you, particularly if you've lived through trauma. I mean, it's, I know that that's really hard. It's very hard not to blame. It's very hard not to attack somebody with blame or anger because you think they did that to me. Go back and listen to episode two. Uh, if they would change, I would be at peace because it's an absolute illusion. Why? Because you're dreaming these thoughts. What world do you see? He, there's a wonderful uh, part, uh, another part in the workbook, and we'll get to it on another day that says it's impossible to see two worlds. So think about that. What world are you seeing? Even if you have a nice life and things are going well, what are your belief systems? What world are you seeing? Are you seeing only love? Or are you seeing some casting of judgment? Are you seeing some belief systems in war, in lack? Are you seeing war and lack and, and um, discord and disharmony and problems, sickness? It's hard not to, isn't it? That's not the way the world is supposed to be. And he said, seek not to change the world. Seek to change the way you perceive it, see, the, the way you see the world. You just see as you begin to see by loving yourself and letting yourself off the hook and loving others and forgiving them, not for what you think they did in the illusion, but for what never happened. Because remember, we're innocent and holy and we've dreamed what's in our mind. And you'll know this is true the more you practice it, because when you let go of a grievance or let go of uh, beating up on yourself or take your part in something and say, geez, if I dream that I can change that and you do change it, your outcome will change. Your, your actual outcome of what is being outpictured will change. Because why? Because you're the movie projector and that's the screen. And when you change the movie, what's on the screen will change. So this is really good news because you absolutely can change your thoughts. If you can't, who can, you know, it's not out there. So we talked about that and he said, um, Jesus said, you know, he, he assures us that when we come into this world, you think, that your thoughts are separate. So, and you could say, well, children have cancer. Why is that? 
children are our spirit whose soul has gathered thoughts of fear too and eventually or are projected upon when they get here and eventually that leads to the same dis-ease now there's all levels to that sometimes they're here to help other people wake up but the truth is your thoughts will follow you from lifetime remember it's a dream to lifetime until you heal that and wake up so you have to take part of that um yeah, because if we if we didn't believe in a world of uh, of those things, and if, just think about for a minute, what world do you believe in? You might believe, well, I I, I I believe in a world of love, and I believe in a world where everybody should have everything. But do you see that all the time, or do you constantly say, oh, oh no, and believe that what you're seeing is real? And this is tricky to believe that. To get a hold of the fact that that's a dream, not only that other people are dreaming, but is in your mind. Because think about this. When you get to heaven, when you have an experience of heaven, you're not going to see that the same way. You're going to see people who are separated from their source. And the only way that it heals for you is that you're not separated from source. And he says that when you get to that experience, you will see it completely differently. Like in my divine revelation, I didn't see the lack. I didn't, I only saw God. I only saw the perfection. Didn't last, but it will over time. It will over time. So, you know, you have to think about what you're seeing. And the thing about the Course in Miracles and any other way to get home is that, you know, you have to just sort of self-correct and understand that it's a paradigm shift that you're only here to self-correct every day you're not trying to fix anybody out there because they are in your movie fix your own movie does that make sense because we think life out there and death and all the stuff that goes on is just natural that's just life no that's life in separation and you're going for a life experience of eternal heaven it's a very big difference we will see but i'm i'm i've been it's been hinted to me that next uh next week uh, the next podcast in two weeks we'll be talking about heaven is a decision that i must make it's that's a big deal because you realize you are at choice to see what kind of world are you going to live in and you have the power to do that so um let's see i want to tell you some stories of, of how you actually um yeah we talked about sacrifice I think last week with Holy Spirit, why don't you follow your God self or why don't you want to? Because you think there's sacrifice involved. Well, I have to give up my plans. I have to give up my preferences um, and all of that. And the truth is you do, but you're not really sacrificing anything because everything that your ego plans, uh, everything that your small mind plans will come up short because it's not going to last. I mean, you can have the greatest love of your life and a fortune and live wherever you've always wanted to live, <clears throat> your dream job, everything else. Does that last forever? No, it doesn't, does it? What lasts forever is your eternal spirit where you are free from being trapped in a body in time space. And then, I mean, none of us know from this perspective, except 
when you have a divine revelation, the glory of God and what and what God has in store for you after this. Have you ever thought about what happens after this life? Think about it. Think about it this week. So you just have to release your fear, your thoughts, your guilt, your judgment about yourself and each other and put instead uh, forgiveness, love and peace. And I had a uh, I listened to a llama this like last week, I guess, on the radio. Uh, he's on a Patriot network that I'm listening to. And he uh, at 18, I think he had a near death experience and he met somebody when he was on the other side temporarily before he came back into his body. And uh, he called him by a name that was not his birth name. He called him Rasaji. And years went by. He he, he was quite young. <coughs> Pardon me when this happened. I think he was maybe seven. By the time he was 18, uh, he was being nudged to go to Tibet. And at that time it was closed and he had to be smuggled in and spirit moved. Like I told you, it does when it's spirits plan, all the mountains move for you. And he was smuggled into Tibet and he stayed there for quite some time. It was from Tennessee and um, he, he was trained with the, at, uh, with the master lamas that have had their tradition unbroken for 3000 years. That's longer than when Christ was here. And um, so he was at the end of his initiation. I believe he had been there for three years. And the Lama took him up the hill, uh, way up in the mountain. And they had this cabin up there. And he opened the door and there was all this beef jerky hanging, tons and tons of beef jerky and water. There was access to water some kind of way. And I think a little bench or someplace to sleep. And there was a ton of firewood, which is very cold and up in the mountains. And the Master Lama said to him, I'll be back. I'm going to go get some more firewood. So 46 days later, the master Lama came back. And of course, Wasaji figured out (laughs) in his absence, oh, this is like an initiation. And so he just meditated and, and, and as he did, his fears would come up and he would let them go and things like that. So the Lama came back and they were headed back down the mountain and the Lama said to him, so what have you learned? And he said, well, I've learned that I don't fear death anymore. And the Lama said, oh, no, you're still external. He said, it isn't about not fearing death. It's about living a life without fear. Are you living a life without fear? You will when you get the hang of not planning. Why? Because the confidence that you will have when you see the hand of God moving for you is just it's just extraordinary. I I'll share with you um, some things that happened to me this week. I want to tell you about a, a man that was enlightened. Uh, he went. I think I'll tell you this story first, and then I'll share it with myself and another friend are going through this week. So you can see how do you put this? Because you know you have a job, you have a life, you have a husband, you have a family, you you have things to do. How are you going to integrate this? Well, here's a story for you. So I saw this 
couple of years ago and I, I was really impressed with it. And I wish I could bring it up so I could tell you where to look because it was a great story. So I'm paraphrasing and I probably won't do it justice, but you'll get the point of what I mean. There was a gentleman and he lived in Australia and he had a very big job. He was working for the mayor's office for years. And he said of himself that he did a great job. He was very intelligent. He was very well organized. And what they did, what his job to do was, was to oversee the Aboriginal people and to make government programs available to them. And he took it very seriously. He was a very good man. And he was at the time seeking for enlightenment. And he finally ended up, pardon me, taking some time off to go to an ashram of um, the, um, the master the particular master in the East that he was following, trying to find enlightenment. So he was there for a little bit of of time. And he said he sat in the back one day and just being in the presence of the master, he said he reached enlightenment. He had a realization where he was one with all things and there was nothing outside of himself, which is what it is. There's nothing outside of you. And he woke up and he thought to himself, well, I guess I'm finished here. And I wondered what I should do. And he had a wife and children and a big job at home. So he thought, I will go back to Australia. And he went back. And, and on the first day back, as he was getting dressed to go into work, he thought, huh. Okay, I'll just go. I mean, what else do you do? You don't just quit and wander the world. That's not really what you do. So he got dressed and he went into work, but instead of immediately getting busy behind his desk, he just sat in peace. And this is what I've been doing for weeks now and everything has been coming to me. He, he sat in peace and he waited, maybe waited an hour and the phone rang. And at the other end of the phone, somebody said, uh, hey, I build swimming pools. Do you think the Aboriginal people would like swimming pools, you know, the community area, should we build them swimming pools? And he said, well, I don't know. I have to ask the mayor. So he got off the phone. He called the mayor. Should we, would you like to have swimming pools for the Aboriginal people? And he said, I'd love to, that'd be great. How are we going to make it happen? He said, I don't know. I mean, you know, but he knew, knew because God will make it happen. But in his mind, he didn't know. So he, he put the phone down and he sat for another hour or whatever. And the phone rang again. And there was somebody that said, you know, I'm a contractor for swimming pools. And I'm just wondering if you have any need of my services. And he said, I'll ask the mayor. So he called the mayor and told him what was going on. And the mayor said, oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like a miracle. Look at this. And and so how is it going to get arranged? And he said, I don't know. We'll see. And about another hour later, again, sitting just in the presence, not trying to make anything happen. The phone rang again. And the person on the other end said, I make circular swimming pools and I can work with the contractor that you have. And when she when should we get started? And he said, I don't know. I'll ask the mayor. So he called and all of this came together. And he said what he witnessed was that he used to be really great at his job. He could have made all those things come together. But what he noticed that I'm noticing and other people that I'm working with are noticing is that that came together so much better for the good of everyone in ways that his mind could not have figured out. There's no way because spirit sees for everybody last week in the last podcast in the Holy spirit, I said, Holy spirit is all inclusive. You just need to know that when you make the right job for you, uh, right, right decision for you. And because you're being guided by your God self, it will play out well for everybody else, whether they think so at the time or not, because this is God's decree. 
Okay. So that's one story. And he just went on and lived his life like that. And things became effortless for him. And that's a word you want to remember because things are becoming effortless for me. I'm, I'm going through a lot right now. My mother's been sick for months and it hasn't been effortless in the way that my fatigue is epic. My job goes around the clock and I'm trying to figure out how to work and take care of her and not die physically. I'm so exhausted. And yet every time I get guidance, for uh for um something that's going to happen like she she's sick again and i need medication and i call and i can't get the doctors to write me an order at the time that i need it or i can spirit every time i will and i'll get really frustrated because it's it's imperative she get help and i'm the only one here to help her and i know that and the stress of that has been eating me up and then i remembered of your uh, of yourself, you can do nothing. So I, I have been getting back into stillness and into peace. Sometimes I'll lie there like in meditation for an hour. And then all of a sudden I'll hear, call this doctor, ask this. It's in my own voice. It's Holy Spirit. And I'll call and magically, boom, boom, boom. What I need comes way beyond what I thought I needed a better plan, a better answer for everybody and a, and a way to make it come together. So it's seamless and it leads me to the next thing. It's not always and the mind will think, oh, good, that's it. We've done it. Not necessarily. Spirit is circuitous. It leads you and leads you and leads you. So what's happened is I've turned myself and my care of my mother over to God and it's brought up fear it's brought up stress so that i could let go of it it's brought up anger at why am i the only one here taking care of her when i have a whole family that can help and they don't and then i realize there's a lot of anger and resentment there and that's holding me back and so i started looking and asking holy spirit why is this going on and i i i was shown over a period of time when i could finally not be a victim and and ask why is this going on? What's the good of this? I'm, I'm exhausted. And, and I mean, she's not getting the good of me, you know, and because, you know, I get cranky, I'm tired. And what would it hurt to have some more help? But the majesty of the thing is that every time I've tried to do the right thing and make a plan for her and been frustrated that it didn't happen, I've been moved to go into peace. And then a couple hours later, we have an appointment that I couldn't get. We have medication that I didn't see coming that was even better than before. We have, uh, they told me the other day, oh, your caregiver who goes and gets me groceries because I have difficulty right now with, with uh, uh, knee and back situation. And, uh, and I went into fear. I thought, oh my God, who's going to get my groceries? Because I physically can't do it right now. And I can't really leave her. And I, I caught myself. I went, stop fearing that you're unlimited. You are unlimited. And the caregiver called me sure enough an hour later. And she said, you know, I can't come tomorrow. And I said, I know. And she said, but would it be okay if I came Saturday? And I thought better late than never. Why not? So, but what was interesting is that in the time that I hung up from her, my mother had another issue and I had to call the doctor again and I was unable to get the drug that I thought I was going to get on Friday. And I would have had to go pick it up, which would have been really, really hard on me physically. And as it turned out, they, they, they kept making me just hold the piece 
and they moved all the players around on the board. And I called a doctor and she would not refill the prescription. She said, well, I don't know what to tell you. It was sent. And if it's not there, I mean, I don't know. And I thought, what kind of an answer is that? And I started to get angry and I went, no. And I heard in my head, hang up and tomorrow morning, call this doctor and you'll get the, you'll get the prescription within an hour. Not only that, that caregiver that couldn't show up on Friday that freaked me out. She was there on Saturday and she was able to go get it and a whole lot more because other things had transpired. I really needed her on Saturday, not Friday. And I didn't know it. See what I mean? So I have a friend in Hawaii and he's having a uh, same sort of situation. And we're, we're kind of mighty companions on the path. If you will, we've known each other for a long time. And he has been left a very big estate by a friend of ours who passed uh, a little while ago. And she left uh, a ton of animals, like 40 cats. I mean, she is like a rescue. And he's had to deal with these cats. And she has two little horses. And where is she going to put them? Because he knows he can't stay on the property. He's got to move on and do something else. And this has gone on for a year. And he has gotten completely worn out with this, except that he has realized, and he keeps saying to me, it's destiny. Whatever is destined will happen. Well, I believe him now because we have figured this every way we can figure it and i always just say let's let's look in and ask holy spirit and then move on that but above and beyond knowing what's going to happen psychically is the reality of your surrender because as you surrender um the other day he went to look he called me and he said i think i found a spot for the horses and he talked all about it and he and i thought to these to myself intuitively these these people are not right something is wrong with this and I told him that, but he was pretty high on the fact that he had a solution. So, um, and you know, you, you got to go with what's in front of you. So a couple of days passed and um, that didn't look like it was going to work out for some reason. I can't remember exactly why it was, but it, it didn't work out. And he thought, shoot, I'm at square one again. What's going on with spirit? So he got still. And a couple of days later, the young lady that's also staying at the estate that's been caring for the animals started dating a young man and she introduced them apparently. And this man had uh, met somebody who he had hired to, um, to run another piece of property where they had rescue horses and the horses could go there. And he thought, Oh, we have a plan. Everything's perfect. And so he had a plan to do that. And he called me and I said, okay, well, I mean, we'll see, you know, if destiny unfolds and it moves that way. So a couple nights later, he was down at his sailboat at the Harbor. He lives in Honolulu and a young lady that he's known for years who works with horses, who trains them, boards them, teaches uh, how to ride and that kind of, this has been her whole life came up to him out of the blue if you believe in a coincidence that jesus says there are none and he said hey so and so uh what do you know about this person because i'm thinking about the putting the horses over there and she said oh my god you can't do that he is a snake he knows nothing about horses he manipulates and takes advantage of everybody you don't want your horses to go over there <laughs> and he thought Wow, I thought this was the divine plan. So he said, okay, so still doesn't have a plan. A couple days after that, back into peace, back into surrender. I guess we're going to see. He he got a phone call from that young lady's boyfriend who had 
lots of money and had purchased this property for these horses and everything. And this young man said to him, uh, you know, maybe there's a plan for the horses that we're not seeing. And I would like to set up a phone call with you and figure out how we could incorporate your estate and things that could be done to help you and your estate and the animals. Well, he's got all these animals and he's been waiting on God for an answer. And it's been better part of a year. That's why I say be patient because it leads you And all this way. This friend of mine has had to keep surrendering. And, and we keep saying to each other over the phone, whatever's destined to happen. And he's very big on that, whatever's destined to happen. And we just said, uh, you know, we have been asked this year just to surrender and surrender and to surrender me with my mother. And how am I going to work when, and, and I thought to myself, well, shoot, I guess I'm just not going to be able to work anymore. I mean, I can't read and take calls when I'm exhausted. And then I thought to myself, well, that's your belief system with God, all things are possible. And I thought, I believe I'm going to let that one go. And God will show me how to work and take care of her at the same time. The phone had not been ringing because I I just so fried. I just said, don't send me anybody. And all of a sudden, like every single day, the phone rang and I was lifted up. The energy when I tuned in is like I was being lifted on a rope up into the heavens. And so every time I got a call, I could read. So you see, you don't want to limit the power of God because God is within you. And you're talking about following along where everybody gets served and you get served too. You're not being asked to sacrifice anything, but your fear. You see what I mean? There's a way to live this way. So in your daily life, this is what I would say. When you get up in the morning and you can refresh your memory with, um, the Holy Spirit, the episode uh, four on Holy Spirit, you can refresh your memory with how to live. Jesus says, I'll tell you right now, Jesus says, um, remember, you're not here for the reason you think you are. You're the light of the world and you're here to uh, be the light of the world. And through radical forgiveness, light this place up and draw on, you know, if I be lifted up, my, my spiritual mentor used to say, I, I will draw all men to me. So it's by your peace that you do well. It's by you healing your own mind that helps other people heal. Do you know that when you work at that level of cause and you heal your mind because you followed God's plan, there is no more division between your small self and God. You come into the awareness of yourself as Holy Spirit and you move and breathe in God. That's what you do. And in so doing, everything that is meant for you comes effortlessly. It doesn't mean you never have to take a step or take action but it means you can lay down your mind and pencil you don't have to pencil everything out because i guarantee you and i'm living proof every plan that i am a big list maker because i have a lot to do and a lot to remember and it's all very important and 99 of the time the things i write down they're out the window but the things that are important spirit will nudge me to the other thing that's weird but it's true. And I'm going to share this to you because it'll happen to you eventually if it isn't already, is that when I am in stillness and I'm not thinking, which is an incredible relief, when you you, you realize how much your mind takes a past, future, past, future, reviewing a movie. Past is generally about guilt. Future is generally about fear. But any either way, you're out of the now, which is the only time you will ever have. And the only time you can be still enough to feel your guidance. I was sitting there the other night and all of a sudden, my body was up off the couch on its own in doing the dishes. And I thought to myself, I didn't have a plan to do the dishes right now. 
And then it was making my smoothie for the morning, my, my vegetable juice. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. I had no plans of doing that. So I was witnessing my body moving around the kitchen. And I've had other people tell me that this is happening for them. Your body has a destiny, which is why Jesus said at the beginning, do not lay your plan on your body because your body is sent here for a reason. And it's on God's plan. Don't put, lay your plan over it and make it sick and snuff yourself out before you have time to wake wake yourself up, you see? So anyway, at the end of this evening, when I'd done the dishes and everything else that I had planned to do later on in the evening, because that's how I work. I do my work. And then at the end of the night, you know, one in the morning, I clean up the kitchen. And, um, and because I think, well, that's a smart thing to do. Do your work when you have the energy to do it. You can always get the dishes done. But what happened during that time that I was, my body was walking around doing all these tasks that I had no plan for, all these realizations were coming to me. One after the next, it was like an ex, it was like an epiphany. And this has happened to me over and over again. It's like, oh my God, because I was doing, you know, watching the body do, and my mind was freed up. And all these epiphanies, like, wow, there's that belief system again. You know, I don't want to go there anymore. I think I'm going to let that go. And then I would feel this relief. I've made so much progress of late by following along. This is what you can do in daily life. So you start your day, Jesus says, and you say, because you're not here for the reason you think. You're not here just to make a living. You have a living and it's coming to you. There's support for your family. There's more support for your family. The more you're at one with with your spirit, because you're not blocking the road. Does that make sense? Really? You're not, this takes trust, but eventually you will see that you can trust and you can put your mind on vacation because you're not the one that's driving. And as soon as you figure that out and you're at peace about it, because it will bring up your fear. But as soon as you let that go, you're going to be relieved to see that. Oh my God. The big G is at the wheel. You know, I had a young lady that I, I helped yesterday and she'd been on my mind for two weeks. And I've been so busy with my mom that I hadn't had time to get to her. And they said the night before to me, the guide said to me, if you do nothing else tomorrow, you must call this person. This was this young lady's mother. And to be honest, I forgot about it because I was so busy and right. But I was in stillness and I heard pick up the phone now. And I grabbed the phone and I was dialing her number. and it's like. It wasn't really me. It was just my body was styling the number. And I got to her just as she was having an enormous meltdown. And this young lady, I explained this to her and some other things and kind of got her back on track. And um, hopefully she's going to work with spirit through me. But uh, she asked me, can you use your divine mind for math problems? I have a math test coming up. And I thought that's very wise. And I said, yes, as, as a matter of fact, you can. You just get still and you say, uh, Holy Spirit, please help me to know what I need to know. And I trust that I'll need to know uh, that what I need to know, I'll know in the moment. So this is what you do. You get still every day. You uh, you feel the presence when you feel ego come up or you're working on something and you're getting pushback or you're getting upset. You just stop. You just invite spirit in and then you wait on the hand of God for the answer. I hope that makes sense to you. I hope that helps you. I'd like to hear back from you on my website or at Shelly at ShellyJMiller.com about what your experiences are. Take the leap. 
Because if you don't, you're going to cycle around and around again. You can't make forward progress. If you're always dragging the past, you'll have the same outcome. He said, it's not possible to change unless you start living this way and giving your life to God. So I hope you'll visit me at ShellyJMiller.com. Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, jmiller.com. I do all kinds of readings, uh, mediumship, psychic, Akashic records, parents, children, spiritual awakening and spiritual coaching from the Course in Miracles. My readings are very transformational and you can ask for any of my skills to, to help you, even uh, even the, the coaching um, from A Course in Miracles, if you have a question. Next time, I think we might be talking about heaven is a decision that I must make, but I have to tell you, I've been in the now and I haven't definitively learned that. I've just heard whisperings of that in my head. So we'll see if you go on Shelly J. Miller, join my, uh, com, join my newsletter, and I will send out an alert as to what the next, uh, the next, uh, topic will be about. And of course on BBS radio, there will be a headline of the next show coming up. So I hope you've enjoyed this day. Remember you're the light of the world. You're loved. Follow your inner knowing and be still. All right. Much love to all of you. Until next time. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelly, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShellyJMiller.com.